This year uh, marks the 20th anniversary of the film Like Mike. I'm going to pause for a second for those of us who are old enough to remember when that movie came out and marvel at the passage of time. Okay, for those of you that have no clue what I'm talking about, there's a movie that came out in 2002 about this kid who loved playing basketball and wished that he could play like Mike, like Michael Jordan. One evening, he stumbles upon a pair of magic sneakers that whenever he puts them on, he is empowered to do so. He can now play like Mike, and he, through a series of events, ends up in the NBA, and it's a, it's a cool show. But you find out that he's only able to play basketball as good as Michael Jordan if he's wearing the sneakers. And I think that's how we are sometimes tempted to think about the gift we're going to look at this evening. Uh, tonight we are concluding our series on, that we've titled The He Comes Bearing Gifts. We've been looking at just a few of the gifts that Jesus gives his people. And tonight we're going to be looking at the gifts or the, of the Spirit or spiritual gifts. There's a lot we could say uh, about spiritual gifts, but we're going to confine ourselves to our text this evening, to 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 12. And I want us to look at three things. I want us to look at what a spiritual gift is, why is it given, and then how do you figure out which one is yours? Okay? So what is a spiritual gift? Well, here's how Paul defines it in our text. I'm starting in verse 4. Now, there are a variety of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Now, there's some repetition there, but all Paul is saying is this, that a spiritual gift is an ability given to us to minister to the body of Christ, whether it be to build it up numerically or to maturity. And let me quickly just dispel two thoughts you might be having. Thought number one, there is a difference between spiritual gifts and talents. Some of you are wondering, where's basketball at? Well, maybe my spiritual gift is video games. Uh, no, <laughs> sorry, it's not how it works. Spiritual gifts are something that the Holy Spirit gives to a believer specifically for serving and building up the church. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't use your basketball talents or your video gaming skills to advance God's kingdom, but spiritual gifts are in a, a different category altogether. So there's a distinction between the two. The other thought that we're tempted to think when we talk about spiritual gifts is that spiritual gifts are kind of like magic sneakers. That as soon as you have them, as soon as you put them on, that you're able to just be incredible. And so, for example, if you're given the gift of leadership, boom, you should be able to lead a thousand people flawlessly. Or, or if you have the gift of evangelism, you should be able to convert anyone you speak to. And that's just not the case. Uh, a spiritual gift needs to be developed in practice. I can guarantee you that I was not a great teacher 15 years ago when I started. It was my gift back then, but it had to be developed and learned like anything else. And so spiritual gifts are different than talents, and they don't just magically come ready to go. You have to learn and develop them. But a spiritual gift, again, is the ability given to each believer to meet some need to build up the body of Christ. 
which leads us to ask the question, okay, so why are we given spiritual gifts? And if you're paying attention, you're saying, no, Caleb, that is not the question we should be asking because you literally just told us why God gives us spiritual gifts. It's to build up the body of Christ. We need to park here for a second, though, because that's very different than the way we typically talk about gifts. I want you to imagine that um, I give Josh a gift of $100. But then I say to Josh, Josh, here's a gift of $100, but you can only use this $100 to buy toys for Operation Christmas Child. We would look at that and say, that's not a gift, Caleb, because Josh should be able to spend that on whatever he wants. If it's truly a gift, then he should be able to do with it whatever he pleases. That's true, but we, I think we've misunderstood what Paul is referring to as a gift. He's not saying that the ability is the gift. He's saying that because it was given to you, that's the gift. It was freely given to you. In other words, you don't deserve it. You didn't earn it. Uh, sometimes we are tempted to think that spiritual gifts or even our talents are like Mjolnir, Thor's hammer, that only those of us who are worthy can actually possess them. Or only those of us who are really special and important are able to claim the, uh, the impressive gifts and talents. Please hear me in the kindest way possible. None of you are worthy. I am not worthy. After all, we were children of wrath, destined for destruction like everybody else. <laughs> all the things that we are given, grace, Holy Spirit, spiritual gifts, they are all given to us purely out of God's kindness towards you. What then are we supposed to do with these abilities that God's given us? It, we're supposed to steward them. To steward something means that you manage and care for it on behalf of the owner. So like, have any of you ever babysat before? You, okay. When you babysit a kid, you are stewarding that child for the parents. They don't become your kids. You can't do whatever you want to them or with them. You're to care and manage them on behalf of the parents. That's what stewarding is, and that's what we are called to do with, with what God has given us. The spiritual gifts that we have been entrusted with, we don't use them to advance ourselves or however we want to use them. Rather, we're supposed to use them and invest them in a way that pleases their owner that pleases Jesus. And Ephesians chapter 4 tells us that Jesus gave gifts to his people so that they would use them to build up each other, to build up the body of Christ, which is how we ought to use them. So, what's a spiritual gift? It's an ability entrusted to you to meet any number of needs. And why was it given? So that Jesus' church might be built up, either in size or in maturity. But here's the million-dollar question. How do you figure out which gift is yours? Because if you've accepted Jesus as your Savior, if you've surrendered to him, he's your Savior and King, you've got one, at least one. So how do you figure it out? Before I answer that, to, there are a few wrong responses in trying to figure out what your spiritual gift is. We've already looked at one of them. It's to become proud of the gift that you have. Don't do that. But there are two other responses that we need to keep in check. One of them is guilt. See, we begin to think 
that because I have this gift and not that gift, then, then I am not as important as them. It's the reverse, right? That I feel guilty or unworthy because of what I've been given. Let me say the same thing earlier, but maybe a little nicer. Your value in God's eyes is not attached to your performance. It has nothing to do with what you may be able to accomplish for his kingdom. He loves you because he loves you because he loves you. And the gift that he gives you is one of love. And God does not make mistakes. He wanted you to have what you have. So guilt, guilt should not come into play here. The other response we sometimes have is relief. As you go out uh, on the table with the Bibles, there is a, a spiritual gifts cheat sheet. It's a list of all of the, the gifts that we would say are active and available today. And as you go through some of them, some of them don't, won't really um, meet your fancy. You'll hope that you don't have certain gifts. And we think, phew, because, because I don't have the gift of generosity and helps, I don't need to give my money away. I'll let, I'll let the person with the gift do that. Or, or because, because I don't have the gift of evangelism, I don't have to share my faith with anyone. I'll just let the, pe- the gifted people do that. What's interesting, though, is if you look on that list, um, most of the gifts are actions that all believers are expected to do. See, people with the spiritual gift have an important function because they teach the rest of us how to do it. Uh, My wife, if you know her, is incredibly kind and generous, encouraging to no end. I can be, but it's not my gift. And I'll have you know that over the last 10 years, she has taught me how to be a better Christ follower because she's gifted in that way. And so those of us who have certain gifts come alongside and help everyone else out. We build each other up. In other words, we need each other. So the proper response is not relief, it's to to learn and grow. So all that being said, how do you figure out what your spiritual gift is? There's a few steps that you can take. First, ask God. The best place to figure out, the best person to talk to about your spiritual gift is the one who gave it to you. I'm decent in guessing what I'm getting for Christmas. Maybe some of you have that talent as well. You can just look at a package and know what it is. But the person that is 100% right about what's in each gift is the one who bought it, the one who gave it. So ask him. Ask him what he has given you to build up his church. I believe that's a prayer he'd be excited to answer for you. Another thing you could and should do is make sure you understand what's out there. If you only think that there's one spiritual gift, that of teaching, you're missing the point. There are a lot of different spiritual gifts. So as you read through that cheat sheet out there, ask yourself, what do you aspire to? What, what feels like you? What excites you? It might just be your spiritual gift. But you won't really know for sure unless you try some stuff out. And the easiest way to do that is just to get involved serving somewhere in the church. And here's the easiest spot. Even, even you sixth graders can get involved in our connection ministry on Sundays. If you are capable of smiling and saying hello, it's perfect. And so if you're interested, I'm serious, talk to your leaders. We would love to have you join our connection team. 
But as you serve in different capacities, uh, serve in the children's ministry, um, help in the tech ministry, connections, what have you, you begin to discover what, what excites you, where, where you find yourself being effective. And that's a pretty good indicator of what God may have gifted you with. And last but not least, I would just encourage you to talk to some people who know you. Talk to your small group leader, your parents, your friends. They have pretty good insight into you, whether you want to admit it or not. And so follow those steps, and you'll be on your way to figuring out what God has gifted you with. All right, uh, there is a lot we've said, and frankly, there's so much more that we could say. I want to lay on the plane here, though. This is what I want you to catch. Each of you, if you have placed your faith in Jesus, if you've surrendered your life to him, and he's your Savior and King, you have been gifted with something to build up the body of Christ. God has entrusted that to you. And we want to help you figure out what that is and put it into good use. 